Hello, this is Joseph Carlson, and this is episode 95 of Gaming with Grief, and I'm calling this episode Exhale. Um, yeah, but let me get into the intro first. So this podcast will hit my website, www.gamingwithgrief.com, Monday morning at 7 a.m. Go there, leave a comment, let me know what you think of the show and what I can do to improve it, or you can go over to iTunes, go there, subscribe to the podcast. It's the Gaming with Grief podcast with Joseph Carlson. Uh, go there, give me some stars, some suggestions, again, how I can improve. Leave me a comment. That would be great. Um, or you can drop me a line at gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. Uh, go there, write me an email. Again, open to suggestions. Let me know what I can do to change the show or make it better. And find me at Twitter, uh, well, on Twitter, at JustLittleJoe uh, on Twitter.com. So, yeah, I'm calling this episode Exhale. Because I talked about last episode, uh, the idea of mental health and like a break between what you were doing, uh, you know, in your life, sometimes uh, we find ourselves doing projects or maybe we feel ourselves being overwhelmed. I definitely, don't worry, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not doing anything, uh, you know, I'm not changing the podcast or anything like that. This is just a reminder, uh, you know, I talked about, uh, or I've talked about many times before in the podcast that... Life is crazy. You know, if you need to go, uh, you know, I'm not a licensed therapist. If you need help and need to see a licensed therapist, please see a licensed therapist. It has helped me a lot. I actually have therapy tonight as I'm recording this. Um, But I found a couple of really good articles about how to find kind of a break. Because I think in our lives, we're always so busy. uh, And especially when you're dealing with something like grief, you feel maybe you know, hey, am I thinking about this deeply enough? Uh, Am I working on this project as hard as I should be? Um, You know, grief aside, just anything in our lives, uh, sometimes we feel um, guilt. And I'll be honest, right now I'm at home uh, sick from work. I have a doctor's note. Uh, COVID is happening. I feel slightly under the weather, Uh, like flu-like symptoms, nothing big. But, um, you know, why do I feel guilty? Because I'm not working? Because I, I can't take two days off of work and relax? That's ridiculous. Why can't I just take two days off from work and sleep? Uh, why do I feel guilty for missing work? You know, it's not like there's a lot of projects at work that I needed to do, or maybe there isn't. They're just not including me. There's a calendar. And long story short, uh, I know I say that a lot, but the idea is it is okay to take a break from things. It is okay to... Um, you know, nowadays, uh, the kids, as they are, call them mental health days. I don't really look at them as mental health days. What I look at, like, I don't I don't know. I mean, I am sick. Um, I did go to the doctor. But I think maybe some of it is not so much a mental health day, but your body just gets tired. And I think my body was at a point where I was working a lot of overtime, uh, working Saturdays. And I think my body said, you know what? Enough is enough. You need to go home and sleep. So it has been a mental health day as a side effect of, uh, you know, real days off. And, um, you know, I started thinking about it a lot about uh, what is this push and this pressure to always be at 100%. And not only that, you know, our society teaches us that sometimes we should be at um, 150% sometimes. And that we we should always, always, always be producing, always be producing. Don't waste your time. Always be on, you know, always be there uh, for your family and friends. Always be doing this. You should be doing something, which I'm going to 
talk about it a little bit. I did research some articles from Psychology Today that kind of focus in on this. Uh, the first one is called The Five Ways to Overcome Mental Exhaustion, and that's kind of what life is sometimes. It was posted on April 15, 2016 by Alice Boys. She has a PhD. Um, so she had like a five-point bullet list to kind of, um, you know, combat uh, mental exhaustion. Um, I'll, I'll read all of them. We'll talk about what I thought of each of them. I did the, read the descriptions of them, um, but I'll, I, I'm not going to read every single line of the description. I'm just going to go over the five points and talk about what they meant to me, and reading them and reading the description and what I've tried to do to uh, use them in my day-to-day or at least for the past couple of days to try to get uh, some mindfulness. So um, number one was uh, spot small opportunities to rest your mind. And this is pretty important because, you know, we're always bouncing from one thing to the next. You know, she mentions if you're in line at the grocery store, if you are, uh, you know, you have a couple minutes, you're at a light. Um, maybe you're waiting for uh, a phone call or something and you have a few minutes of peace and quiet. Try to find those minutes and just, you know, focus on your breathing or, you know, a lot of people talk about meditation, but I think it's uh, just having these moments to realize uh, you don't have to be productive all the time. Uh, and I like that. The idea of, I don't know if this is as effective because I don't know if the moment to moment of doing that uh, is like an accumulative thing where you can say, okay, now I've done these things over seven seconds today, I feel better. I think what is good is um, just the idea of maybe you do it at the end of the day to have time to yourself to just have a few minutes to sit quietly and think, all right, how was today? How am I feeling? You know, how, how did I handle today? How can I improve? Stuff like that. I think that's important. For me, I'm trying to do this more at the end of the day. Um, and that kind of goes into my second point or her second point, which helped me, which was reduce uh, excessive sensory input uh, or go monosensory, which basically for me, reading a description just meant, hey, we're always on our phones. You know, I play video games. Obviously, this, this podcast is about video games. You're playing a video game. You always have to feel like you're, you know, striving towards something or doing something or reading something or whatever. And I found out what's helped me at the end of the day lately is uh, sitting in my room that I've converted into a, into a den where I'm recording this right now putting on the 4K fireplace YouTube thing that goes for 10 to 12 hours, depending on who I select, and reading an actual book, or just sitting there and listening to an audiobook, or just looking at the fire, the 4K fake digital fire for a bit, just to have that moment of reflection on what I've done, uh, you know, what, uh, maybe what I'm going to do tomorrow. It helps me focus and feel more attentive towards certain things, which is great. Um, and I think for me, that is, you know, I, I don't know about the whole monosensory thing uh, to put yourself, she, you know, she mentions like, hey, turn all the lights off and put down a calming app, which could work for you. Uh, there's a lot of apps on the phone. I'm, you know, I'm not sponsored by anybody, but you just t- check out calming apps on your phone and you'll find a lot of them. But yeah, th- this idea of like winding down at the end of the day, like I said in the first part, this has been pretty important for me. The idea of you take time at the end of the day, instead of always plugged in and then go to bed, of really just sitting down and kind of evaluating how you're doing. And I've thought about it a lot um, lately, and that kind of goes into the third point, which is 
give yourself permission to relax. Again, this kind of goes into the at least the first point or the second point or even the beginning of this podcast that we always feel that we have to be producing something. And if we don't have every waking moment uh, being quote unquote productive, that we are somehow a failure. And I think I've been feeling this at work. I've been kind of going through the grind a little bit. Um, I mentioned in the past episode, you know, at work was kind of a nice thing where things got uh, different or distracting or whatever. And this is just a thing of what is happening. This is a grind. There's clocks all around me, um, you know, and when I come home, I completely shut down and I'm not being productive. So then you beat yourself up. Oh, man, I really should do, you know, I should really try to get ahead and do some research and be ahead of the podcast. I should really play this, you know, 40 hour game to completion so I could talk about it on the podcast. And I kind of found out that that was kind of untenable. I can't, I can't keep doing that. You know, you get burned out. And at the end of the day, I've given myself permission to sit in a room and listen to the audio and the fake crackling of a 4K digital fire. Again, listen to an audiobook. I actually finished a book last night. It was a lore book. It was a fantasy like lore book, but it was great. The art was beautiful. It was just good to sit down and look at somebody else's art. And it actually had real pages with real words. So I wasn't um, you know, I wasn't thinking about, oh man, is this mine? Is it good? Is it bad? I was just kind of taking it in. And that's a great feeling. Uh, and then um, I think four is important. And that kind of goes into the last point. Four is like uh, stop being unrealistic about what you can get done. And man, oh man, any time in our life I think that this uh, is important is now. I think um, I, I even do it to this day. Working or working on a project, especially at work, you think I got a lot of stuff to do today. I'm going to get every single thing done. And that just doesn't happen sometimes. Sometimes something breaks. Uh, something isn't right. Uh, you have to make adjustments. Sometimes someone doesn't show up to help you. Sometimes things don't show up to help you. Sometimes something is locked. Sometimes someone doesn't show up to open up a building in time or uh, do something in time, and that puts you behind. And then we start getting this pressure on ourselves, like I mentioned, and all the other bullet points of like, I'm never going to get this done. I'm doing too much. I'm not doing enough. It just compounds on itself. And it's terrible. It rips a lot of people apart um, inside. And it does me. You know, lately I'm like, oh, again with the podcast. Uh, oh, I'm not I'm not getting ahead enough. You know, I'm, I'm down to the wire. I was ahead for a few months, but now I've kind of fallen behind. Man, I really got to finish these three games for the podcast so I can, you know, do a spoiler cast on them or something, you know, uh, for content. And I, I don't want, I don't, especially I don't want grief, like I've said before. I, I want to have time to reflect on what I've played and done and seen and really look at it like something that could be, um, you know, uh, fruitful. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm doing it not only for myself, but hopefully the three people that listen to this. And so... That is a big deal for me. The, the idea that I need to be more realistic about what I'm going to get done during the day and what needs to be done. And then uh, the fifth one is the one that I kind of disagree with the least because I think it kind of goes against all this other stuff. She says, prioritize the type of work, uh, the type of works that are investments. And this really does sound like some, I mean, she's a doctor. This really does sound like something corporate that you would go to a corporate seminar or something and your boss is telling you to be more effective or you need to be more effective. So they just tell you to basically be more effective. And she does the number one cardinal sin. I'm not going to read the whole thing out. 
but that prayer to her is a type of work that, that are investments. She uses that description in to describe how to do the fifth bullet point. So she uses the description, the you know, she uses the description of the word in the word. And so anybody that's ever read a dictionary or anything like that finds that that's really frustrating. And, and again, I think that's the worst one on this list. You know, who, uh, sometimes just reading a book doesn't have utility, but your mind needs to rest and you need to relax. Um, and that kind of stuff can happen. And um, that's what it is, I think. Uh, not everything has to be, and you know, who's to say what, uh, what, uh, you know, what is prayer, wh- like how effective you are at prioritizing stuff. That's you. You know, you have to make that call. And I don't think it's fair. I don't know. This was the one point in the this article that I read that just kind of sat kind of against the grain, you know. You know, one of these things is not like the other. It's really definitely what it, it felt like, um, you know, reading these. But I think all in all, these are very good things. And I think the biggest one I've taken out of this is um, number two, which is reduce the um, the excess sensory input and then, you know, give myself permission to relax, which I think is important. Um, and uh, those two are the ones that I'm taking away going, yeah. Because I've started to do that, and I've already, over the past couple of days, kind of noticed a big change. Um, so, yeah, and then I, I wrote, I, I read one other um, article, and um, it's something called Ring Theory. Uh, the article is called Ring Theory Helps Us Bring Comfort In, um, which was posted on May 30th, 2017, by Elena Premax Sandler. Um, she actually has a specialization in suicide prevention, so I thought that was kind of important to the article. Basically, they drew uh, rings on like a tree, and the outer ring is something that brings joy in, and the inner ring is literally the root of the problem. When you start north and work your way south, and then you go all the way to the most southern point of the rings, the last point of the ring is bringing trouble out of your life. I read the article looked at the diagram, and just realized at the end, I thought she did a perfect job of, it was, it was how to help other people, but it was also a perfect job to, uh, she did a bullet point thing that I think summed everything up. I don't know about ring theory. I, again, I read the article. I thought this is kind of strange. Um, but the points at the end that I thought were really powerful were the ones where she says, hey, uh, just give somebody a call to check up on them and see how they're doing bring them a meal, maybe write them a note, uh, a reel in the mail. Uh, I still like getting stuff in the mail from relatives. I get very little stuff in the mail from relatives. I'm sure like all of you do, but just a thank you note. Hey, you know, we had a great time last holiday season, uh, at the zoom call or whatever, you know, the two people that came over to the holiday things, that was great. Just checking in on, um, people I think is important. You know, um, my friend and I were actually talking about this a week ago, Various reasons everybody moves, changes in their life. They go to different cities, different states. And, um, you know, it's just the idea of a phone call. Sometimes it goes a long way. Hey, man, how you doing? You know, or lady. I just say man a lot. So it's not a negative thing. It's just what I say. But, you know, just checking in on your friends and family is important. How are you doing? You know, and to make sure that those phone calls or feelings don't go, um, you know, don't go one way, that they are also calling you and checking on you. And sometimes it's hard. 
Um, I mentioned it before, but I reach out to people on this podcast that, well, you know, in my life, um, that may have been, you know, not in a good place mentally, or I think, uh, they maybe need someone to reach out to them. And again, I'm not a licensed therapist, but I will try to call and text them to see how they're doing. And sometimes those people won't reach out, you know, they they don't care, uh, or, or, or they're in a different place and maybe they don't know what to say or reach out. Uh, or reach out in return and say, hey, I'm sorry I didn't call you. You know, that's totally fine. That's a totally valid thing. But just to let them know that you are there and that you care about them is important, you know. And I've been thinking about that a lot. Like, how do you... um, uh, You know, how do you insert yourself in somebody's lives who maybe doesn't want to be... doesn't doesn't want to be... you have you inserted, you know. And strangely enough, I've been thinking about it a lot with the D&D. Um, you know, do am I bugging people by asking? You know, I'm the DM. I try to be diplomatic and ask for feedback. Um, some people just don't return calls. That's fine. Uh, some characters or players tend do more research on their characters and really come to the, the session prepared. Some people, you have to explain basic rules to them over and over again. Uh, some people really care about the rules, and I'll tell you guys a secret. As a DM, I don't care about the rules at all. I want everybody to have a good time, and I want to tell a good story. And if the rules are getting my way of doing that, I will boot them uh, off of the game, out of the game. I do not like them. But I've noticed in this play session, which isn't bad in these player characters, some characters do care about the rules. They care about you know the order of operations because it helps them contextualize and visualize what's going on. This happens and then that happens and this happens um sometimes people talk over each other uh to get that and again i think it goes back to that first article i talked about um i'm trying to give myself permission to relax uh the session last session i had maybe didn't go as well as i wanted Uh, i made some mistakes uh and uh there's kind of a problem cropping up which isn't like a personality problem everybody's fine at the table nobody's insulted anybody but what happened was in the beginning of the session that seemed like a boon to me of, hey, I know you're running this massive campaign and it's going on for a really long time. What if you had a break and um, what if you had, you had a break and then like every three sessions I ran like a side campaign, which is dungeon crawling. I mentioned on this podcast before. And then we go back to your thing for three sessions. We do it every week. So it kind of stretches on and stretches on. At first, I thought, man, this is great. I'll be able to take a break and it'll be, you know, I just show up and I get to play. And that's really cool. But what I've noticed lately is because the side quests and everything weren't playing together, I only talked to the DM maybe once or twice because it was his first time DMing. And I didn't want to, you know, I don't know everything. And I didn't want to overload him. I thought, yeah, go plan your campaign. Well, I think one thing is uh, it is a side quest and it's his first time. So I don't want to be too hard on him. But I have mentioned on this podcast before, I don't know how I feel about dungeon crawling uh, repeatedly. Like we're doing it week after week where we're just delving into this dungeon. You know, we're not going above air. Like we're maybe going back to town to buy stuff, but then we're going right back in the dungeon. I don't know how I feel about that setup and payoff. And what's happening is it's a lot of combat. So then on my story, do I focus on just storytelling? Well, then that's kind of weird because you're in my world, which is a completely different place, and you're not fighting anything. That's weird. But then on top of it, so let's say just what happened last week. I had a massive boss encounter, but then I had two boss encounters back-to-back, and I told the players before, hey, this session is going to be two massive boss battles. Well, the first boss battle was an epic creature, and 
uh, I misread some rules. So the epic creature did down a character, but they didn't kill them. Not that I want to kill the characters, but they are getting higher in level and I want them to have a challenge. So that's one thing. And then two, the second boss that they fought, for lack of a better term, I went easy on them. Because what happened before the session was the play, there's another player that's taking over the side quest because the original player that was running it is far too busy in his work to run it, so he handed all of his notes over to someone else. They're going to be running it in two weeks, which is totally fine. I think it's their first term uh, being a DM as well, so I don't want to be too hard on them. But he said, hey, looking over all these notes, I mean, we all three of us had kind of an open call, and this is weeks into this, so we've been doing this for months, actually. Um, he, the new... The new Dungeon Master slash player looks at, I looked at all these notes and it looks like this dungeon is designed to really pummel people and hurt them and maybe even kill them. And I was like, oh, that's kind of neat. And I didn't think about it. But then we're going from uh, my session, which is these two boss battles, which I said, you know, this is the last of the third. So then we'll be handing it off to this. Part of my brain says, yes, I get to relax. This is great. But then part of me thinks, wait a minute, how hard should I be on these players? Because now imagine getting killed and then resurrecting your players. And then you go right back into a situation where you're going to be killed or resurrected again. One, it's too much and it's too stressful and it takes too much for the players to do that. And then two, you think, well, what's the point? I'm just going to go die. Or what's the point? I'm just going to die and be resurrected again and again. So there really was no balance to how these things shake out. And it's unfair to say, okay, I've done one session, so then we do two of your sessions, and then we do three of my sessions, and then we'll do two of your sessions, and then we'll do one. Maybe we could have done that in the beginning. Uh, we needed to have a session zero. Um, I talked about earlier we did that. Um, anyway, I guess this turned into D&D chat uh, towards the end, but I think reading all this, sitting at home, having a day off, really reflecting on all this stuff, and really trying to use these things by Alice Boys and... Um, uh, Elena Premax Sadler, like really look at these bullet points and the idea of, hey man, it's okay to take a moment to take a step back. It's okay. Like, so the adventure didn't go as planned, right? So I guess what we'll do is we'll see. What I'm going to do is there's probably, who I'll plan it out, but my adventure is probably coming to an end. Nobody got to level 20, but there is more stuff I kind of have in the back of my head. But what I'm going to do is ask people a very specific question when they're done with my things and the other DMs things, do you want to continue? And if they say yes, then we will. So I think that's kind of like where I stand. But really looking at these things and trying to be honest about these bullet points and try to encapsulate them in my life has been, um, you know, uh, important to me. And I will continue to do that uh, in the weeks to come. And I've made another uh, focus on writing. After I finish recording this, I'm actually going to write for an hour. Um, I have therapy tonight, so hopefully that'll put my head in the right spot. Uh, my wife uh, has a great brand new job. I kind of have a new job. I don't know. Anyway, uh, things are changing is what I'm saying, but it's okay if they change. Um, and uh, I guess we could all try to do better. I guess that's my big, um, that's my big uh, wrap up. I suppose. But yeah, check those two articles out. Uh, they're on Psychology Today. One is called Five Ways to Overcome Mental Exhaustion. It was posted on April 15th, 2016 by Alice Boys, PhD. And then the other one is called Ring Theory, Help us, Helps Us Bring Comfort In. It was posted on May 30th, 2017 by Elena Premax Sandler. Uh, she deals with suicide prevention. Go there, read those articles. If you find another article that you think would be helpful, let me know. Um, but other than that, I think that's it for this week, guys. Um, you know, keep your chin up. 
we're in this together. Uh, know that the end is, uh, you know, the end is, um, well, hey, you know what? Just keep going forward and doing the best you can, right? You're not going to get it all done in a day. So I think with that, that let me do the outro. So just to remind you guys, uh, this podcast will hit my website, www.gamewithgrief.com, Monday morning at 7 a.m. Go there, leave a comment, let me know what you think of the show, or you can go to iTunes. Go there, subscribe to the podcast. It's the Gaming with Grief podcast with Joseph Carlson. It's got a black background with smoke. Go there, leave me some stars, some reviews, let me know what you think of the show, or you can drop me a line at gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. Go there, write me something, let me know what you think of the show, or you can go to um, Twitter at Just Little Joe. Uh, go there, uh, let me know what you think of the show. I'll try to do a better job of promoting the show there. I've done a terrible job so far, which reminds me I need to put a link up for this week's episode. It's up. But um, I think until then, guys, you guys have a good week, and I will talk to you guys later. Thank you.